so I want everyone to know that uh, <laughs> the time change kind of threw everything off that um, I have. And so tonight uh, we were looking at maximizing your potential is what we were actually talking about and uh, what our study was on tonight. And there was a number of key points that came out within uh, the study on tonight. And one of the biggest key points um, within all of it is basically uh, is maximizing your potential is taking advantage of the opportunities that you have been given, that we all have been given by God. And so we found out something in regards to opportunity. When it comes down to opportunity, uh, they say when opportunity knocks, you have to open up the door. But what I would say to you is that uh, opportunity has hair only in the front of its head. And when opportunity knocks, what you got to do is open up the door, grab a handful of hair and get a good hold on the opportunity. Because when opportunity turns around, it's completely bald in the back and you have nothing to hold on to. An opportunity can literally walk out of your life. And so we have to seize the moment. We have to be ready within the moment to take advantage of the opportunities that we're given. Because when opportunities leave, they somehow never get back around to you. And so Jesus said it like this. Jesus told us that we have to take advantage lest we miss our day of visitation. Meaning that the day of our opportunity, that's the reason why we have to be uh, alert. We have to be on guard because we will miss that day of visitation. And so uh, you, you, don't, you never know when that visitation is going to come around again. You never know when that opportunity is going to come around again. And so another thing that we found out on tonight is that we have to understand that we cannot live in our past. We must live in the present. And then what we must live in the present, we must look forward to our future uh, because it, our life is just a book of history. And so since our life is a book of history, then you look at the word history, it actually breaks down into his story. And whose story is it? We're talking about Jesus' story. Uh, history is about the life of Jesus Christ. And the wonderful thing is, is that we are in his story. And since we're in his story, then we don't have to worry about our history. I don't have to worry about my history when I'm in his story story and look at talking about Jesus's story. And so in his story, his story says that we're more than conquerors. His story says we're victorious. His story says we're the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. His story says we're above only and not beneath. His story says we are the lender, not the borrower. His story says we're the head and not the tail. That's what his story says. And since we're in his story, we don't have to walk around worrying about my story. So as long as I leave my story in his story, my story is always going to come out all right. The problem we have today is that we're caught up in our own story. And in being caught up in our own story, our own story may start off uh, uh, like it's a fairy tale, but it may end up uh, uh, not living happily ever after. <laughs> so that's the thing about life. The thing about life is, is that we must and always stay connected to Jesus Christ. And if we stay connected to Jesus Christ, if we can stay connected to who God is and what he is in our life, 
then we don't have to worry about maximizing our potential and keeping our potential in focus. And so we always know this, that the enemy of better is best. And so you people say, hey, I did my best. That means that they could not do better. But that is not true. The enemy of better is always best, meaning that you can always do better. You can always do more. You can always push harder. You can always go further. And the enemy of extraordinary is ordinary. And so it is God that takes ordinary people and does extraordinary things. God only knows how to do things extraordinary. He doesn't know how to do things ordinary. God always operates in the extraordinary because he's an extraordinary God. And so since he's an extraordinary God, he is expected extraordinary things from us. Why would he expect extraordinary things from us? Why? Because the extraordinary God lives on the inside of us. The same God that made heaven and earth is alive and well on the inside of us. And if he is alive and well on the inside of us, that means that he expects nothing but the best from us. And the reason why he can expect the best from us is because all we must do is obey him. If we obey him, we will always experience the best. And that's the best that God has. And so that's what I want in my life. That's what you should want in your life. And so we should not die unless we are dying empty. And that's what I say the most the richest place in the world is the cemetery. Why? Because there's so many unfulfilled dreams. There's so many unfulfilled promises. There's so many recipes that were never cooked. There were inventions that were never done. Uh, that There were ideas that were never brought out simply because people died and they did not die empty. They died with stuff on the inside of them that was able to help their sphere of influence. And so you're not ready to die until you can be like Paul and say, I fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. I finished the race. Until you actually can say within yourself that you have finished your race, you are not ready to leave this planet. Why? Because there is a race that we are all in. And since we are all in this race, what we must do, what we have to do is we have to finish. And if I'm going to finish, I want to finish well. I want to finish and I want to leave this planet empty. Why? Because Paul even said, he said, my life is going to be poured out like a drink offering. That means we are a we are a cup of cool water to a very thirsty world. We are the thirst quenchers of this earth. And so since we are the thirst quenchers of this earth, then you are a cup of cold water to the people in your sphere of influence. And the thing of it is, is are you giving them a drink? Are you allowing them to drink in of who you are? And if you are maximizing the potential that you have in your life, then you are definitely a cup of cool water uh, to those that are around you, to the world that's around you. And so we need that. We need people today that will say, I will go the extra mile. I will do, I will push harder. I will go further simply because if you don't do it, 
and you expect somebody else to do it. What if they don't do it? What if they're looking to you to do it? And so it is up to us as the people of God to move higher, to reach further than everyone else. And the amazing thing is things never change when we tolerate the thing being the same. And so unless we build up our toleration, and so the more we tolerate things, the more things don't change. And so what we must do is we must get tired of things being like they are and not tolerate them. We shouldn't build up our tolerance. What we should do is we should change things. We should not tolerate situations. We should change situations. When we have the ability to make the changes necessary, then we should make the change. We shouldn't just tolerate it because it's something that we can tolerate. No, let's make the change. Let's do something different in our lives and in other people's lives that are around us. We don't have to tell them. You don't have to put up with that. You don't have to tolerate that. You can actually make the change. And so things don't change until they change. And so that's how change is. And so that's what we must do. And I have vowed in my life, I am not going to live around or be around people that tolerate me. I'm going to be around people that celebrate me. Why? Because I am supposed to be celebrated and not tolerated. And so that's what life is about. And that's what maximizing our life is all about. That's what it means to die empty, to die empty. And so we have a lot of people because life in and of itself, it can present you with a lot of issues, a lot of problems, a lot of situations, a lot of circumstances. And we say a lot of things that are very negative in their connotation, like the term, the phrase under the circumstances. Do you know how many times we have made bad decisions because we made them under the circumstances? Do you understand how many times that we've done things and done it the wrong way? And we say, I did that under the circumstances. What would happen if you dwelled above the circumstances? What would happen if you dwelt outside of the circumstances? Then you would make better decisions because you're not under the weight of the circumstances. And so it is God that can get us out from under the weight of circumstances and we can make better decisions. We can maximize our life. We can push harder, go further. Why? Because you can run faster when you ain't got a lot of weight on your back. And under the circumstances, when you're under circumstances, that means you're underweight. And when you're underweight, that means you're under pressure. And when you're under pressure, that means you can't push higher. You can't push harder. You can't go further because you got a lot of weight on your back. You can fly higher when you are not weighted down. And so it is necessary for us to understand that we must finish well. Everybody here, you must finish well. Be blessed.